Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, it's the Athlete Podcast, and Anthony Kassar is here. He's an NCAA champion. Ooh, big deal. (laughs) He's also going to be fighting somebody eventually, but we don't know who. Um, Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be on here. It's been a minute since we talked, so excited to catch up. It's good. You're skinnier than a hipster's jeans. I am. I really am. My six-pack back, it's weird. You don't look as Greek. <laughs> you don't got like a fluffy face, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm more back to the Italian side now. Yeah. <laughs> um let's let's talk about the weight, man, because yeah. you know but the when when you and I were working together, it was about getting weight on and getting it on fast. Mm-hmm. And you seem to like that. Yep. You know, something told me you wouldn't <laughs> like the other way. Uh, yeah. What was what went into the decision to to go down to two hundred five and and what was it like? Yeah, I mean, uh, bulking up fits my personality well. A lot of people um, like the idea of it, but can't execute it because it, they don't realize how much effort it takes. I always say bulking up takes more effort, but is a little more fun and enjoyable. And then cutting weight, you can you know not think about food for four or five hours and it's good so um, a little less effort but a little more uh you know discipline and tougher on, on the uh, uh on the spirit so um the decision to go 205 this time is you know i'm always kind of in the middle with threat with uh, wrestling the weight class from 197 to 285 mm-hmm. uh, made that jump and then now with mma the weight class is 205 and the next the next one is 265 um so it was a a bunch of reasons that went into it one you know with my shoulder and body uh just it felt a lot better to get some mass off of me and and take some stress off of it and then also with the mma weight cut it's a lot different you know instead of making the weight and then competing an hour later we have a day and a half you know almost 36 hours to make the weight and then and then compete so it just makes sense for where i'm at right now to you know, dominated this weight class and then eventually go back up. Mm. Um, uh, uh, give it a percentage. What percentage did the shoulder play into the weight cut? Like going down to 205? I would say probably about 40, 50. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, you know, I'm able to spend way, way less time in the weight room, uh, less time force feeding and like keep carrying that. You, you, you carry like a, 20, 30 pound vest at all times when you're when you're bulking up. So uh, I already feel a lot less stress, you know, on the body as a whole. Yeah, for, you know what it is though. Something tells me that like training lighter, yeah. is, like meaning wrestling lighter, you know, in, in the room, grappling lighter in the room probably has some benefits to it too have you found any of that for sure yeah i mean i'm not having to go with 
300 pound dudes every day. So <laughs> I can uh, <laughs> upside. I can go back to, you know, rolling with Bo and those kind of guys like uh, on a daily basis. And so, yeah, the training is a big part of it too. The stress of that and um, not feeling that, that extra weight on every motion that I do with me and with my training partners is, is uh, super beneficial. So tell me what it was like though. Like how, what were you at at your peak? 250 was the biggest I got. So 45 pounds off of a, I mean, you know, I busted your chops about the Greek and having a fluffy fit, but you weren't fat, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'd tell you if you were. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm sure I'd be the first one to tell you. Yeah. Um, but what was it like? Okay. So, all right, let's cut out sugar. Let's cut out the, like, you know what I mean? Like what, what was like, what was the process like? Yeah. I mean, honestly, my diet isn't too different um it's just the quantity so the reason why i was able to get up to a solid 240 and not really lose much of my conditioning or um movement was because i did it correctly and that's all tribute to coach kyle the training lab and just being able to trust him and what he what he told me to do in, in terms of diet and lifting and supplements and all that so you see a lot of guys move up in weight and not really have too much success particularly if it's like from a light light heavyweight to heavyweight 197 to, to uh, 285 because they lose all their discipline and they just start eating everything and at first that's okay for like a short period of time to build the frame but then you really got to dial it back in and so um coming back down in 205 is just really more about quantity decrease and um and and increasing the uh the training you know doing more like uh, low base endurance workouts and adding in some more sessions and the MMA training actually is easier because it's just it's a lot there's a lot to learn so we're, I'm training more throughout each day and so my calorie uh, expenditure is like way higher so even that factored in as well um, so yeah this started the weight cut about two just below 230 and then uh, in about a week got down to 206 so and then was back up to 225 that night yeah they're good yeah. The re that's the other thing that people don't recognize is like i think just about just about every person that grew up wrestling could take that 20 pounds off of them mm -hmm. but getting it back on getting it back on safely getting it back on intelligently and getting it back on so that you can compete in the time frame in which you're supposed to compete in yeah well now that's a different story and um i know that a lot of places and and coach cal has talked with coach myers out here and it looks like we're going to start working with them as well we uh yeah it's 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 a different world you know yeah. it's like these guys got it dialed in like what? yeah um but yeah that's that's a story for another time and i know a lot of places not just the training lab but like dolce and all those guys they they're fairly secretive about their rehydration process and everyone kind of think but it's not it's not rocket science right i mean like if you're if you're looking at it as an objective intelligent person that's that's put some thought into the sport it's really not hard to figure out we need electrolytes we need water we need sodium we need potassium 
and we can't have it all at once because it's all going to spill over, mm -hmm. right? Or you can't just flood. You can't drink a gallon of water in one shot because it's mm -hmm. just going to spill over. You're going to be sitting on the bowl for an hour and a half. Yeah. So what was – I know you didn't get to compete this time. Mm -hmm. With the, the rehydration process that you went through, did you put yourself through something 36 hours later? Yeah. Something yeah. rigorous? Yeah. What yeah, I got I got a hard blow in um, the same time I would fight. What, way, way harder than what my fight would have been. So it actually probably was better for my first time. Um, you know, like a 30-minute increase of uh, of tempo and, and uh, each like five minutes or so and just kind of blew, blew my lungs out. And um, – that gave me a good sense of like what what my feeling would be uh on fight night and uh yeah i mean it's all important that 36 hours like you said you can't just um you know no no holds bar it's got to be, be the same kind of discipline that, that that week led up to and make sure your body's uh readjusting back to to life and then um you know get ready to go that night so uh, it was really important for me to feel that exhaustion back up at my normal weight even though i was 20 pounds less than the day before. Have you always had a, a coach to help you with your, your weight management, either putting on weight? I know that you mentioned you're working with a uh, uh, training lab now, but when you were putting on weight, is that something that you, you also had the luxury of? Yeah, thankfully, um, I was kind of figuring out on my own up until that my last year, 197 in college, uh, which was, was getting pretty tough. And, uh, and then when I decided to go up the following year, um, that span of that cutting to bulking was when we really started working with Training Lab. And he kind of, um, I think they saw it as an exciting project because I was doing, you know, doing both. And I had the uh, the ability to to be successful at both weight classes. And um, that's when I really started. And then each each year I've gotten closer and closer with Coach Cal and the team and just learn more. And, um, you know, now I feel like I have a good grasp of of doing both. How big of a difference would you say the the you know science backing that you get from them uh, impacts your ability to perform? It's huge. I mean, it, it's it's always a blessing to have a coach like Coach uh, Coach Mike in, in uh, high school and Coach Kale and other guys at Penn State in college, and now Coach Cal with my nutrition and and uh, and strength training. It's like it's such a blessing to have coaches that you can fully trust. Because then you're not second guessing everything. It's like it's not it's not fun to to be up at night thinking if you're doing everything that you can uh, to be successful. So to have guys that you know are setting you up to to be the best that you can be is is huge. And I've been blessed with that, um, you know, most of my career, and especially with with strength training and nutrition. There's so much out there um, that you can really get lost, and so to be able to have not just the program of, of training lab, but also the science and numbers that I can understand what we're going off of. Um, it gives me a lot of peace. Dude, that's crazy. Cause you say peace and it doesn't feel that way to me. Mm -hmm. and, and I get, I, and I understand why it would give you peace, but as a coach, it, it, it is exhausting yeah because it's this whole other man it's hard to explain like i think of wrestling as like a pie chart right and and i think of it as like okay 
if I'm building, I, uh, I, I don't know. There's probably like video games like this, right? Where you can like, all right, I want this guy to have level three speed, but he's going to have level eight strength and he's going to have, you know, the, and then there's like the mental capacity, right? So like, we're always building towards tens and everything, right? Yeah. But what happens when, <laughs> and maybe it's just me. Maybe it's cause I, I throw so much of myself into this crap, right? It's that when, when I say, okay, optimal performance, I don't know that I really even knew what that was. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really, you know, they're going to have sleep monitors on our kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's a thing like sleep monitors and, you know, he can tell like, Hey, your, your insulin spiking at 2 PM. Are you dipping into some sugar? Like, what do we do? Like, yeah. Holy cow, dude. Like that's, I got to watch their sugar intake. At yeah. now. You know? Yes. That's the answer is yes. Yeah. Because if you want to do it, if you're going to spend it and you're going to do it, well, we got to do it. Yeah. And it's exhausting. I know. I know. I'm exhausted. I just <laughs> want to teach my crotches, Aunt Kassar. <laughs> I know. That's always been. <laughs> just want to shoot lefty high seas and have no job. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. Dang it. <laughs> I know. But that's what. That's what honestly gives the athletes peace is the coaches are in turmoil. <laughs> like oh, you guys are the nice. ones that, yeah. So I definitely see that. I mean, some it, it's someone's got to make the sacrifice, right? So it's either going to be the athlete or the coach. And so it's a credit to you guys and to have you know a team um, or a small group where it's not all falling on you. But um, right. at the end of the day, that's what you know makes coaches so essential is there's a reason why athletes can be at peace. And that's all a testament to you guys. And let's talk about that. What is your process for, and it's been a while since you've competed. Mm-hmm. What is your process for peace going into uh, a competition? Cause it's like, you know, there, there's a lot of chaos, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll never forget the first time I cornered someone in an MMA fight. It was at a new breed, you know, amateur fight. Mm-hmm. And I'll, but I'll never forget the sound of that pin lock and close on that cage door. <laughs> it was just this guttural clink, clink. And I'm like, oh, shit, get him out of there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, you know, it's because I love the kid and I didn't yeah. want to hurt. But but there there has to be some piece in there in order to have some some real success how what is your process for like like that for yeah i mean with with wrestling when i started having that peace and success it was all due to my preparation um when i started dialing every aspect of my life into into achieving my goals um so that i wasn't thinking about what i what could have done better or what i didn't do or what i did do um wrong throughout the the, the preparation once i really committed to doing every single little thing right when competition day comes around your mind can just be blank um there's a a parable it's um about sleeping when the wind blows and that's that's kind of the feeling i get when i go to compete is uh you know whatever wind comes on on uh competition day 
I can just, you know, be at peace and, and, um, basically just sleep. And, and I know that I'll, I'll fail to the level of my preparation and training and I don't have to, to rise to any occasion. I'll just trust in that. I did everything I could to, to get there and the rest I'll, I'll give to God and trust in his, in his, uh, power for the results. And that's the best feeling, the best feeling ever to have, uh, when the moment comes and the worst feeling ever, which I've had, you know, sometimes growing up is, um, second guessing yourself on that day. So the advice I, I would give to, to anyone um, coming up is dial in your preparation, be confident in it, do every little thing to the best of your ability and the best of your knowledge. And um, when the big moment comes, what else is there to think about? You did everything you could. How do you, how would you say that um, you kind of arrived at that, that viewpoint of, of starting to trust your competition? Was it kind of like, you believed on a day-to-day -day basis you were putting in the work or was there something else that went into like that trust into your your day-to-day -day? yeah i would say i had a kind of a realization uh my sophomore year of college uh it was like towards the end of my sophomore year and i just like looked up one day and i realized i was more than halfway through and i wasn't you know achieving my goals and uh that was kind of like a epiphany for me and i i, I checked in with everything I was doing in inside the room, in the weight room, nutrition wise, lifestyle wise, who I was hanging out with, what I was thinking, reading, like just every, everything that I was putting into my environment. Um, I just checked and I, you know, worked with my coaches and everyone around me and um, made sure that I changed all those things to reflect who I said I wanted to be and then started embracing that, that image. And the day that I, that I, that I did that, it all started changing for me and um that's when i started having that peace and yeah the success didn't come right away because you can't just you know flip a switch and, and it changed but as that process started to it develop, was pretty quick though it was yeah it was pretty quick though dude yeah like like and I, you know i hate to interrupt you but from an outsider i remember talking to you mm -hmm. and, and and i remember it going oh something's changed mm -hmm. you know and 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 for a real good thing yeah um but you you obviously made a decision right mm -hmm. it, was, it was like okay i'm gonna live this lifestyle it's not just something i do i have to i have to really dial in every aspect of this of my life to kind of point in the direction of success for this one thing right now Exactly. you know it's it's really hard right it's it's really hard because we like to tell each other and we like to tell kids and i and i'm guilty of this too and i'm guilty of this too we like to tell kids that you know wrestling is not who i am it is just something that i do but every but here i am saying that every aspect of my life is now pointed towards success in this one thing mm -hmm. How do you separate the two? How do you separate the two? This is me as a person, but this is what every ounce of me has to go to right now. Yeah. Go ahead, say it's a good question. You know it's a good question. You know it's great. I, good, I mean, I'm we, trying we to get it every week, brother. We <laughs> I'm uh I'm trying to think now because I think there was a, a lot of my career where it wasn't separate because like you said, like once you do make that decision. And that's all you're really thinking about you know how can that not be um and 
I would say probably honest, honestly, that was the majority of my identity up to winning nationals. And then there was a series of, which I thought were over, but a series of more setbacks after I reached the, the mountaintop. And I felt like that was, you know, looking back, that was God kind of knocking me back down to make even more adjustments and refocus my priorities. And that these last few years of, you know, more injury and and getting back close to my goal and then getting knocked back down and and uh the craziness of just uh you know covid and and all the ups you know the unknown and everything i just feel like now i'm finally at a place to where my identity isn't in what i do you know the the dedication and and uh focus is the same but i feel just a step back removed from that identity and i and because i've had these last couple years to relate to people outside of you know when when are you competing next or and aren't uh, freak athletes and have model good looks yeah it's hard to relate i can tell (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's that's kind of probably probably back down to earth and um so, you get to relate to us common folk. That's mighty sweetie. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a balance. Like it's something that people got to be aware of, and um, it's you know, if you can be aware of it and be sensitive to it without going through the extreme highs and extreme lows, more power to you. But for me, and hopefully people can take take that from me without having to go through it but being at the super top to the to what feels like the super low um now i'm at a constant middle ground and i don't really let myself get either way because i know at the end of the day you know i got people i love i got my faith i got the things that are like the most important that that i I find my identity in now and then off of that i want to be the best that i can be competitive wise What's the transition been like from being a successful wrestler to now transitioning to the MMA world where you're maybe not at the top of the mountain anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, uh, luckily for me, I've, I've done that process many times. Um, Coach Mike has helped me through that process with wrestling. So I, I wasn't one of those kids. Can we, can, we tell, can, we, can we tell the story of you? not making the state tournament your junior year and going well this is for the birds <laughs> and he just lived at my place for a full year like, i couldn't get rid of his ass i come in and he's just lifting i'm like uh all right i guess and like not a little bit like yeah. he went up a weight class and so i see him dead lifting like every plate in the place <laughs> i'm like hey, you know we're wrestling today right and they stay there till 10 o'clock and break like break me break like physically break me to the point where i had do you remember the time you put that big dopey head into my collarbone and broke it yeah i i was doing a podcast a few months ago and someone brought that up and i was like i never knew that i broke your collarbone I, I remember oh, yeah. you just, that's it for today I remember, I remember exactly how too i had a two-on-one and we're we we're working on two-on-one um who's the kid from was it bound broker franklin that would give you fits every once in a while Normandia, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but he would take a two on one off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking a two on one off. I'm like, well, just switch your head. And so, like, you would 
she would slam your head into my collarbone. It hurt so bad. I would call my wife on a water break going, you need to bring ice over here right now. Right now, this is miserable. This kid's trying to kill me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was a fun year. You, uh, I remember you would just set the phone up in the corner, and we would just do like privates, but just wrestle live for an hour. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's well. You you want first of all, I started drilling. Okay, it was just <laughs> slamming on my head. Okay, you can call what you want. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Ant. Um, yeah, so what I was saying was I've experienced significant improvements and growth from starting to the bottom and working to the top in a relatively short amount of time, um, that most kids didn't get to experience. Like a lot of the guys that I'm surrounded with at Penn state, you know, they've been state champs since they were, you know, seven, eight years old. So, um, they have, they, they, they haven't experienced that, uh, that like rate of improvement that's just like a crazy uh crazy uh at a crazy rate if you want if you want to call and so for me starting back at ground zero to to learn mma and these other styles of combat um you know i'm just going back to what i'm used to what i did in, in high school and college and um you know i've learned how to do it more efficiently each time and so this this career i'm really breaking the cycle of starting from you know getting beat up and working and taking the hero's journey of trying to you know really grind all the way to the top uh, because I, I feel like i don't have to do that anymore i've, I've learned everything i i could from those experiences and now i have the wrestling advantage and i want i want to start off like i did with my first fight and just you know dominate from the beginning and um that's what i feel like i'm doing um what was the hardest thing was it striking i mean jujitsu seems pretty natural yeah i guess natural is um you know i guess yeah self i guess intuitive but whatever but was striking the most difficult aspect of the of mma to learn yeah i'd say so just um you know doing one 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 thing for so long you develop patterns and uh body type and um specific use of muscles like you want to get into a wrestling stance you want to like um you know strike in a certain way that doesn't make sense so yeah that, that's 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 been the biggest learning curve but now i feel like i have a good grasp of it and can uh, differentiate between the two and i uh i love it so i love i love jiu-jitsu i love striking i love it all so here's the the interesting thing for me right i know you i know you're a smart human being i know you probably knew that striking would wind up being the the most difficult facet of the sport to learn hmm. how did you approach it did you did you write out a like okay i i if i'm gonna learn this i'm gonna do this i really have to hone in on a process what was that process of learning striking for mma like and and did you kind of write it out or or did someone help you with, with that yeah i mean i didn't really know where to start with it so i had to rely on, on my coaches and um you know thankfully we had uh our teammate um moose is a national champ uh boxer for penn state and so he's he's helped me out a lot just like with the specifics of boxing um and uh you know the timing the 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 technique this like 
all the little things that you know i can come in I, anyone can come in and you know throw a one two and develop bad patterns and most mma guys that are wrestlers you know start that way and just you know start hitting pads and and just um you know incorporate that with the wrestling but i really wanted to make sure that i don't come into it with uh many bad habits or at least as little as possible and eventually become super well-rounded and, I, and so i can't do that unless i have the respect for each style to start off with and so him um training out at att with coach mike brown and all the all the coaches they have out there um and then we had um some more some more striking coaches as well for att state college so really just trusting them and and soaking up as much as i can and now i'm finally at the point where i can start like adding in some of my own style but it's like um bruce lee says like at first you got to just soak up everything takes take what's useful leave what's not and then you can then you can add in your own personality how long does that take how, how it, like for a freak athlete with model good looks how long does it take um to be adequate i mean my first i had my first fight um 12 weeks after i really started focusing on it and i felt adequate with my with my striking um and then now i just finished up my second camp you know i feel even better uh, i'm not uh, not near the level that i want to be obviously but i at least know how to throw every punch um and now it's more about like mixing them in efficiently and i feel like i have the base so i'd say you know six months to a year to build that base and then it's all improvement from there in terms of uh um you know higher level it seems like uh with wrestling that you know lots of times there's your strategy that's going to go into you know how you how you're successful and i imagine the same is is in the fight world how do you start to form a, a new strategy and, and pull together all these different disciplines and and put all that together with something that is so new yeah i mean like i said at first it's it's more just about learning the basics that there's not much um there's not much of your own strategy you're thinking with it until you can confidently um perform the techniques and thankfully with wrestling like you know if anything goes bad that's where my strategy comes in you know take them down hold them down and figure it out from there but um once once I've, i feel like I've, I've built that foundation which i just now feel like i i have um now i can really focus more on the iq and the thinking and um you know not just trying to survive or build my conditioning out there it's more about okay i'm going to strike here i'm going to learn man i'm going to then i'm going to use my wrestling then i'm going to use my jiu-jitsu um and mix it all together there was wrestlers have to me <clears throat> wrestlers have a really interesting journey through mma there are guys and i'm going to give you two polar opposites okay mm -hmm. There are guys like Ben who really never evolved as a striker, right? Mm -hmm. And I think he'd be the first one to tell you that. Yeah. Right. Like he didn't dive headlong into strike. So many different ways I could go with that. He dove <laughs> headlong into a knee, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> I'd say that in front of him too. All right. <laughs> he didn't dive headlong into. That was good. You might want to clip that out. Whoever's producing this might want to clip that out. That was good. And then you can beat me up if you want to. That was fine. <laughs> um, but he didn't. He didn't dive into to striking as an art form. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then there's the Aaron Pico, and Aaron, like 
neglected his wrestling background almost for a long time and only wanted to strike just to prove yeah i, mean, I don't know because i don't know iron that well mm-hmm. but it looked like he just wanted to prove that he could he could throw hands mm-hmm. and wound up biting him in the butt every once in a while so where do you think you will fit in on that spectrum right it, game plan wise going in because everybody's Everybody's got a plan so they get punched in the mouth, right? But where do you find yourself right now in your career, right? Because let's be honest, you're not fighting freak athletes with mm-hmm. model looks every single time out. It's just sometimes it's canned corn, and that's mm-hmm. okay, right? That's what it should be because if not, it winds up going the route of Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. right? Brock Lesnar was thrown through the walls way too early, way mm-hmm. too early. Um, so where do you find yourself on that spectrum? Do you feel like you're going to stay more towards wrestling or you're going to have to prove, feel like you should prove yourself as a striker? Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is I'm never going to abandon my wrestling. So I'm not going to – and I understand the temptation, right? Like I, I'm learning how to hit people now and it's really fun and I want to like knock people out and get that highlight. So I can only imagine with guys like Pico who grew up and – you know, Golden Gloves uh, boxing champ, and that has like real skills from when he was young. I can only imagine what that temptation is like because it is fun. It, it, like you know, as men, we want to uh, you know feel that, and it's it's different than pinning someone. Um, but at the same time, my main goal is is to win, and uh, and and along with that, I don't want to be on the other side of it, which is I don't want to be boring and just be one dimensional and hold guys down. So. I'm hoping and I'm training and preparing for the fact that I'll be somewhere in the middle where I'm very well-rounded. My striking is, is, um, you know, high level, but it's never going to match my wrestling. Um, cause I don't have 15 years to, to develop it, but, uh, overall I'm going to be entertaining. I'm going to be humble in there. I'm going to be smart. And, um, at the end of the day, I'll do what I need to do to, to dominate and, um, and win how how seamless was the transition for you i know we we spoke about this earlier where you know you're wrestling in state college now you just go across the road and start training over there what is what has that transition been like yeah it's been it's been awesome we've been really fortunate because uh when i decided i was gonna fight i i kind of knew since um like late high school that i was gonna end up transitioning after I saw like Cejudo and Cormier and the wrestlers dominate um, in MMA. I, I, it was something I could just see myself doing. And so once I made the decision after the 2020 um, Olympic year that I was going to make the transition, I didn't know if I was going to move to Florida, Cali. There was you know a bunch of options of, of gyms to train at. But uh, thankfully, Bo and my management team and Dan Lambert at American Top Team, Coconut Creek, uh, came together and decided to to put up an ATT in uh, State College, and uh, so that's been that's been great because we can you know stay training with the college team with NWC and and have the uh, the impact of the coaches and everything all the resource resources at Penn State and keep our our wrestling super sharp. You know that's another reason why guys start abandoning abandon their wrestling because it's it's hard to train. It's when you start training and striking in jiu-jitsu, um, you know, you realize that wrestling is by far the most taxing and, and challenging. Um, so I get why why guys veer away from it and um, and 
you know, thankfully being at Penn State, we won't have the the temptation to do that because we have to keep up, um, you know, our level to keep those guys sharp and and uh, still hang with them. So it's been great to go there. Go, I'm we're, we're still in there every single day training and then um, training at American Top Team in the morning. So it's the, it's really the best of both worlds. Fearful of anything in MMA because I look again fearful. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I stopped watching it a long time ago. I can't watch it. It's too many of my friends getting hurt. Yeah. You know? Getting uh, soft stage. Yeah, I don't know, man. And I also didn't like the person that it turned I was like on vacation and like one of my kid the kid uh, Alex Hernandez uh, mm -hmm. was training with me. And I was on vacation and he was fighting. He's like, oh, he, first of all, he's like, Do you want to come corner me? I'm like, No. Absolutely not. <laughs> He's like, why? I'm like, because I don't like it. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm no good to you at all. Like, I'm not an MMA coach. I'm just a rest, dopey wrestling coach. Um, and, and, but I was, yeah, I was in a bar screaming at like, you know, six o'clock in the afternoon because he was on the undercard. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I doing? My daughter's looking at me like I'm a psychopath. <laughs> and I was like the only one in this bar in orange beach just fucking screaming my head off and i just yeah. but but so is there anything that you're feel fearful of i mean like the concussions the head injuries um not really i i haven't i haven't really thought about it too much just because um you know compared to like boxing or football it's like it's it's so much less just because of the yeah the variety of of um styles and being being a wrestler you know the plan is to not get hit that much and um it's been doing okay for me so far and really it's the training that i, I got to be aware of because the fights if everything continues to go my way you know i'll be smart smart enough in there to where uh, i can you know have the ability to to bring it to to the mat when i want to um but yeah it's something to be aware of in the train in training you know thankfully the guys that i'm with were not you know, I've seen in other gyms, it's, you know, kind of crazy with, uh, you know, all, all, all out sparring sessions, um, you know, minimal, minimal padding. And that's just, that's kind of the more the old style and the old school. And that's why you, you didn't see a lot of like longevity with those guys. Um, and so I think staying at Penn state, bringing in the professionalism of everything that I was taught there into my training is huge. And that's why that's why I don't um, fear too much. If I keep that circle around me and keep you know my close family and friends around me, I'm not I'm not afraid that I'll be swayed. Whether it's you know lifestyle wise, training wise, co competing, um, I think uh, I think I'll be just fine. How do you stay? Uh, I know that you mentioned that you know you're in the Penn State room daily. You're you know training all of your different disciplines. How are you keeping your body healthy throughout this whole process? Obviously, wrestling in a college room can be very taxing on your body. You know, I can't imagine. How indeed, Anthony Kassar? How indeed? <laughs> um, it's a good question. It's something I have I've focused a lot of energy on these last couple of years because I got hurt the last time in um, 2016, and then I had almost four years of you know basically full full health. Through, through winning nationals and um, and then got hurt again at the uh, senior nationals. And that kind of made me reevaluate things even more. 
and dive even deeper into how I can, because the, the main the main goal is to is to be healthy, right? Like if I'm not healthy, I can't do any of it. So um, that's been my focus uh, these last couple of years. And I started working with um, this this guy named Christopher Meyer, who uh, we brought into the pen, who Coach Kale brought into the Penn State room, and uh, he's been helping me a lot with removing the tension from my body. Um, and uh, guys like that that have a you know just another viewpoint of what I can do to, to prevent these chronic injuries from happening. I, I really like take, take a, take a liking to and soak up as much, as much knowledge as I can. And so him along with, you know, coach Cal, my trainers, um, and just seeking out as much knowledge as I can on how to really have my body like me and not just run into the ground, like kind of like the wrestling mentality, I feel like I've made some big improvements with that. And honestly, since uh, I devote, I completely committed to MMA, which was August, September of this year, my body's never, never felt better. And uh, so I definitely want to continue that. What, um, let's go back to December, 2019, mm -hmm. Fort Worth, Texas. I was Matt's side. Mm -hmm. I knew right away it was mm -hmm. bad. I was, uh, I was bummed out. I mean, I'm, I, and you know me, I'm being pretty un, uh, understated. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what goes through your head? Like, so for those of you that don't know, you dropped in on a leg attack uh, against Don Bradley, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And he dropped all of Don Bradley on that shoulder and it came out. Marley, yeah, and I was pretty upset. Yeah, um, what goes through your head right then, a day later, a week later, and let's call it a month later? Yeah, to start, I remember walking, I remember walking out there and seeing you right before I got into the mat, just give you like a little head nod. And um, I remember just feel like I can even like looking back at that moment, I kind of was like out of it. Um, I just like wasn't really wasn't really present. And that was like a, a few things that, you know, doing my reflection and, and work these these last couple of years of just real, realizing a couple of mistakes I made with just overtraining and, um, you know, putting on a little too much weight too fast and um, feel like I was chasing two you know, two rabbits with the coming back for the college year and my, my main focus was the Olympics. And there's just a lot that, that led into that tournament of me not feeling like myself. And um, then going out there and wrestling, you know, a big monster like Don Bradley, it's not really smart to not be present and uh, you know, chasing that, chasing him out of bounds and then relaxing and him throwing his weight on it. It, my, my shoulder actually just broke. It didn't, it didn't even, didn't even come out. Like the, didn't, it didn't dislocate the, 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 um, the bone just broke. Um, so it was, it was completely different than my previous injuries, which was interesting, but yeah, immediately after I was just kind of like, there's a picture of me, even on the mat, just my soul just kind of left my body. Like I had, I could not comprehend that that just happened. Um, you know, coming from the mountaintop, like I said, and feeling like I was on my way to achieve that next goal. Uh, it was all pointing towards, 
become an Olympic champ is what I, what I felt. And I knew right away, like, okay, I'm like, that's, that's gone now just from one second of, of losing focus. And, um, that, that week, um, I would say I was still a little optimistic, hoping that I can do something to it, whatever I could to have it hold up through the trials. And, um, then shortly after I got checked out, decided I was going to do everything I could to, to, uh, force it through. And about a month later, um, re-injured it in practice. And that's, that's when I, um, realized like, for sure. Okay. I can't push this. And, um, and then it was kind of weird. Then it was, you know, my dream was dead, but then COVID hit. So everyone's dream was kind of dead. <laughs> so good. Yeah. If I can't have it, neither yeah. can else. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, then I got like more, I got re, uh, filled with hope because I didn't know if they were going to push it back a year or two years. I was like, if they push it back, you know, two years, I'm for sure good. A year, I don't know what was the extent of the injury. And it ended up, you know, being that year. And then people were still all up in the air. We didn't know exactly what was going to happen. So that definitely helped me out a lot because, you know, misery loves company. So everyone was was all out of whack. And, um, and then, uh, you know, they rescheduled it. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't get it healthy in time. So that was another, another realization. So it was like really frustrating because it was a lot of up and down in that year, yeah. year. Like I kept holding on to that, that, that vision just in case. And so to it was like, I got knocked down like four different times. It wasn't like all at once. And that like really, really messed me up. And, um, and so what did, I, like? what did it feel like watching Gabe win it? Honestly. <laughs> Like, I'm not, I'm not being a dick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. I was happy for him, honestly. At the moment. Boy, you are I, lying. Wow. You are just looking down into the left, and you're just lying. Like, right, like, like I don't know you. Wow, that was good. No, go ahead, please. <laughs> so full of shit. I forgot uh, one video. Oh, yeah. Love to see it. <laughs> I I know you're halfway kidding. No, I was trying to I was trying to think of where I was at the moment because I remember I was like I had COVID bad. Um I was at ATT Florida and it was like the first night that we got there and I woke up and I was like dying of COVID and not literally, but I, I was I shouldn't say that, but I, I was I was really the sick the sickest I've been in a while. Um just because I don't get sick much. And it was at that time that, that the finals were on. So I literally like watched him win it with like a freaking 104 fever. And uh, so that kind of all added to it. Um, and I would say it part of, part of me, like it was cool to see him and like, I've never had any ill will against him. I actually like enjoyed watching him um, like leading up. Everyone enjoys watching him, dude. Like he's incredible. Yeah, and I actually like was a fan of of him, uh, like watching him up to our our matches. I was like, you know, this is gonna be a cool kid to like compete against. Like, I, I liked what he brought. I li I even liked his like enter entertainment side, which a lot of people like hated on. I was like, no, this is cool. Um, 
So, and then him being an American and like the way he won, I was it, like, that all was like, all right, this is, this is cool. But you know, I'd be lying if, if that, you know, lasted a couple seconds and then I'm sitting there with fever, um, you know, com- like completely removed from, from that goal. Um, and, and so that, you know, that definitely hurt. And I was, uh, I don't know how much I, I processed it then, but there was definitely, you know, some, some work through and, and, um, rebuilding of, of, of what that dream meant to me. And now I feel like I'm at a good place, um, with it and, and how everything in my life has led me to a better, bigger, um, uh, just overall better version of myself and and i have that peace now that it's it's you know it all happened for a reason and and uh i at least don't have that i still have the opportunity to achieve my goal which you know from the jump was to become the best in the world and you know whether that's become an olympic champ or you know ufc champ and and uh, becoming the best best in the world at my craft that was always the motivation and so i still thankfully have the opportunity to achieve that so i don't feel that complete like i failed at, at at a goal specifically yeah i didn't get that that exact thing but if i still have the opportunity to become the best in the world at what i do um i see that as 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 a success and still achieving my ultimate goal yeah i i had a hard time arguing with that Ankasar. we're gonna wrap it up right there thank you so much for coming on um where can people get a hold of you if they want to yeah, just hit me up on uh, Instagram at AnthTheChampCasar, um, whatever you need. But I appreciate you guys having me on. It was fun to go down memory lane and and uh, and uh, catch up with you all. So thanks a lot. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Peace.